0: program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. coming up on today's experience devotional diamonds of the day also known as ddd's where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life but they're filled with candy that's right filled with candy. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus, is coming back sooner than you think. Just keep in mind, the media is filled with your least favorite vegetable. (laughs) Also, life lessons for our faith that we could actually use Probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because the truth is, whether it's candy, vegetables, meat, whatever I can eat anything with sauce, that's why Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes Your phone calls and more Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Wow, that's long. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know why you're listening. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes... I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. That thingy. Have you ever asked someone? Now watch. Watch this. Have you ever asked someone if you could help them with their burden? Have you ever said, can I help you with your burden? Woo. Ooh, ooh, right? Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. You can just reach out to us. You can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Something cool happens when you call 972-445-0770. You end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello!
1: Now, person, you got the number right, cause you are talking to kid a dynamite, dynamite.
0: Now, talking to dynamite D, that's like paying your bills and having enough money left over for your favorite flavored Slurpee. A for a Slurpee. Yeah, a little change for a Slurpee. I used to mix. I used to mix the the, the cola one and the red one. I don't that's know. I know! You have to! It's a it's a requirement. Anyway, for those that want to text, you can do that as well. 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. You can also send us an email, david, at hemistincrease.org. Again, that's not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. It's just david at org. Beyond that, we send you up to the website. A couple things to tell you. The pods are all squared away, so I'm very happy about that. And I want to remind you about the podcast. There's 3,400... Plus hours, <laughs> just—that's uh, a lot of pods. I'm t- <laughs> people don't understand. Most pods, are I think 800, 1200, whatever. And I've seen a couple that are that are in the exceeding the five thousand amount. Very, very, very rare. But anyway, uh, I'm still working on the search engine that will give you an ability to search in the descriptions for all the different subjects. But all the shows are there. It's 10, 10 years worth of shows. Check it out. Plus, also on the website, very important to us, and we don't want to be a a pain, but we want to be honest about it we could always use some financial assistance if you've never given it's safe if you're thinking about giving you're not sure pray about it that's fantastic no guilt no any weirdness here if you decide to give their money is going to be used to advance the show best we can do and our goal is just to keep this goofiness going That's the best way to say it. And do do our best to advance the kingdom of God. Please check out on the on the site. He must increase.org.
2: Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking
1: to give to this ministry?
2: He must increase.org.
1: Confused by what's happening right now.
0: He must
1: increase.org. He must (laughs) increase.org.
0: It's so fast. I didn't even know that that was a sound. You know what? That was so short. I'm going to give that candy. You know those dots that are on the wax paper? They're like little dots. That's what that was. (laughs) It's so fast. It was like, what? Did I eat that? That's it. What happened? All right. Uh, We're going to open up with a word of prayer. I have something very specific I want to pray about. Many of you will appreciate this if you will listen. I promise you this will help. Uh, We will do it together. We all need to do it. I need to do it. You need to do it. We need to do it. We're going to pray as an audience about not holding on to hurts and not being bitter. So let's just pray that together. Let's do it. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and we praise you. You are awesome. You are fantastic. You are worthy of more praise than we could ever give you. And we are so sorry for the stupid things we say and do, Lord. We just, we're just we just sorry, Lord. We just wish we were better in those areas. But some of us, Lord, we tend to hang on to the hurts. We tend to hold on to these hurts and they affect our judgment, Lord. And sometimes we even allow a root of bitterness to grow in us. Lord, we can't have that. We, we can't afford that. You're the gardener. Please pull out any roots of bitterness in us that our hearts might be free from the power against them from hurt. Give us a compassionate, merciful, and full of grace heart, mind, and spirit. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. So for some of you, that really is Im- more important than for others of you. Uh, for those of you that have been around, we really want to get away from bitterness. It's just not a good thing. All right, so for those that have forgotten, we are actually in Second Corinthians. We're in the very beginning of it, so there's a lot of room to go. I do want to—I am going to get into a little bit of— uh, Deep in the next segment, but we want to pick it up right from verse 3 in chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 says the following Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. So let's just start off with Blessed be God. So it's important for you and I to understand that when we are engaging with the Lord, and I want to say this in a way that you can grasp it. Uh, and not uh, say it legalistically or say it in a stupid fashion, which I often do. So just just bear with me. But when we bless the Lord, that's the right thing to do. Now, when we say we bless him, it doesn't mean that 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 we are transferring some sense of our greatness to him. So let's understand what we're talking about. When we bless the Lord, we praise him, we honor his name. So the word bless actually in the Old Testament means to kneel, indicating the idea of honor. So we're not adding anything to God when we bless him. When he blesses us, he's adding. Adding things to us. Okay. But when we bless him, it's an appropriate response for his greatness and his love for us. And so it's important for us to kind of step back and say, first and foremost, God is more than worthy of our praise. He's more than worthy of our acknowledgement. When we bless him, we are yielding to him, we are acknowledging him, we are thanking him all in that same process, we're doing it all together. People say, you have to say thank you. No, you don't. What you have to do is you have to have a heart full of thanksgiving towards him. He knows what's in your heart. I mean, this is God. We're talking about God who's omniscient. What you need to do, and what I need to do, is kneel before him inside and out, indicating our honor for him. And sometimes you just I mean, I've done this in prayer. I come before the Lord in prayer, and, you know, I do a couple of things. I get myself going so I can get my mind out of the world, just like everybody else. You go, you sit down in prayer, and you just uh, got done paying a bill, (laughs) okay, right? And so this is not the time for you to sit there and say, boy, I hope it posts. (laughs) See, this is not, that's not this time. This time is like, okay, here come the cement walls on the north, south, east, and west, Nothing going to invade my time right here. Lord, I bow my heart before you. There is tons of thanksgiving in that. Do you get that? It's an honor. It's a blessedness. And we worship him appropriately. He's worthy of all praise. He's worthy of all glory. He's worthy of all honor. And he has proven that by your life. I mean, wow. And then it says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion. And then you have some people saying, Well, but Dave, wasn't God different in the Old Testament? Uh, Only if you haven't read the Old Testament. (laughs) God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The difference is that because of Jesus, God lives inside of us. So the nature of the relationship is better. He's not better. Our connection is better. And if you need a reference for that, just read the entire book of Hebrews about 10 times in a row and you'll you'll pick it up right away. Because the whole process of the new covenant is that it's better. God didn't change. It's just that our connection with him is more intimate, more on target. Boy, if we could pick up that piece of theology, we would make huge advancements against the enemy trying to frustrate us in regards to the word of God and things of that nature. God is a God of compassion. He does have a sympathetic element to his compassion. He's greater, and he shares that with a weaker vessel. But he also has not just sympathy, but empathy, because Jesus Christ—what— became a man and bore our heartaches inside of him and this exact connection to what we go through is exactly what he has. So God is sympathetic, but he is also empathetic and he's he's, he's and every other aesthetic that is there that is right because God loves us and in that compassion, in his compassion for you, he will never forsake you he will never abandon you. He will never quit on you. He will never be far from you. And it's like, I like the way this letter's starting off. Let's do this more. Yeah, wait till you see the next section. It is incredible. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAM 770, the True Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? Isaiah chapter 63, verse 8 through 9 says this. He said, surely they are my people, sons who will not be false to me. And so he became their savior. In all their distress, he too was distressed. So uh, I want to make sure you understand. We've talked about this before. You've heard some of my testimony. If you want to really get a better hand on my testimony, uh, I'll shamelessly plug the Broken for His Glory book, which contains the testimony, but you can get it for free if you do it through Kindle. And then otherwise it's like seven bucks or something. That's not very much. Uh, It's a kind of a fascinating journey on becoming saved and then going through bad churches or a bad church, and then coming back into good church, right? That's not always easy to do. One of the big premises of the book and of my entire Christian journey is a passage like this, which says, he said, surely they are my people's sons who will not be false to me. And so he became their savior, and in all their distress, he too was distressed. I think it's important for you and I to understand the level to which God has put himself or placed himself. He's not incomplete without us in the in the theological term that God can exist completely independently and doesn't need us, but he bears with us or connects to us in such a way that he feels with us. And so I think it's important for you and I to grasp that when Paul was on the road to Damascus, and then uh, the Lord appears to him right and we 've talked about this before you know knocks him you know knocks him uh, off his donkey and blinds him okay now you just have to imagine you 're on a donkey, bammo you're on the ground, okay, <laughs> okay, not on a comfy table or a comfy chair or a comfy bed on the ground, and you're blind, <laughs> so this is a real wake up call and then Jesus says to him Saul before he becomes Paul you know you know why are you persecuting me and what does Paul say Saul say he says who are you <laughs> right cuz this is like you know this is you know outer limits stuff right here and then Jesus goes I'm Jesus whom you're persecuting ah but the irony behind that is that Jesus made the identification with the church because Saul was persecuting the church. but Jesus goes, I'm the one you're persecuting. Now see see how he connects himself to the people.' Christ oh, welcome back. To the David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM770 The Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM770, the Truth Station here in Texas. We're getting ready for our first trivia question. What is the name of the man whom King David made drunk? Huh? There you go. What is the name of the man? Whom King David made drunk. If you think you know the answer, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. Uh Al's got the pow pow on that one. That was fast. And Joanne would and Cordelia are right behind. But Al got it in just a tad before. Uh nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. Also you can text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three as well. You can send an email, david at org. We're going to do our DNA because of all the stuff that I teach you. I, I love teaching the different things in the Word of God. So never get it wrong. I mean, teaching what I just taught in that last segment, so much fun. It's so fun because it's so good, and I love it, and voila. Okay. But DNA is important for every single day. I mean, not, not just radio days, but non-radio days and every day. Every day that's a day is a day that it's important. So just work it out. D stands for draw closer to the Lord daily. Just spend some time daily and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never. Never. But the world is woke. Let them go broke. Who cares? I mean, nobody cares. It's ridiculous. But this this is this is this this, this, this this I don't care. When Jesus comes, is either going to be ashamed of you or he's not. That's it. <laughs> pick. And then A, always be ready to serve. to serve, which means that radar, not the guy who's in MASH, the story MASH, but radar in your brain and in your heart is aware that other people have needs and you care about that. And sometimes you can get so into ministering to people that your own needs shrink by comparison. And you know what? That's the design. Get that? Okay. All right. So that's our DNA. Draw closer to the Lord daily. D-N. Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. N-A. Always be ready to serve. A. Okay? Great. All right. Trivia question. What is the name of the man whom King David made drunk? That is the question. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Also, 214-210-8483 on the text. And then David at he must By way of reminding you of the different things that are going on, please do not forget to pray for the ministry, as we need wisdom continually. <laughs> continually. I'm just I mean, we just need, I mean. I just wish, I just wish that wisdom was like donuts. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I'd, th- I'd be, it'd be a dozen a day, baby, a dozen a day. If that was the case, that's all I want to say. And if that was the case, then I would assume, because wisdom is wise, there would be no calories in it. <laughs> That's how I would do it. Okay, so there you go on that one. Uh, Al wants to know if I ever talk about Melchizedek. Yeah, I do. An entire sermon on Melchizedek is one of my favorite things. Listen to that Phil... Because that's all about Melchizedek. There's a filler that says we are Melchizedek. Anyway, just letting him know. He's my buddy, so I want to let him know. All right. So let's go into back into this text because this is a very important part. And remember, we were praying about bitterness, right? We started off praying about bitterness and praying about holding on to hurts, right? Well, guess what? Uh, even though that was accidental to me, it wasn't accidental to God. Because here's what the text says: Here's Second Corinthians chapter three. I'm sorry, chapter one, uh, verse four. Uh, let's just go back to verse three. Blessed is God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles. Now, why that's important is because there is a, not a teaching, but a leaning within the church at times where God does comfort people, but it's those who, who's Issues are exceedingly, dramatically, incredibly large. And that is not what the scripture says. It says, God is the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles. Big, little, that doesn't matter. All of our troubles means not just the heavy-duty dramatic stuff. In fact, Psalm 56, 8 states, Thou tellest my wanderings... Put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? That's King James Version. And it's every tear, every moment, every pain is in his observation. I want you to understand how important that is. He has missed nothing of any of our sorrows. I just, I, I can't. I can't communicate it. You need to hear it. You need him to say it to you through his word. I mean, you need to get what he's saying. He can comfort it. The whole thing is he's the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our troubles. We do that wonderful thing because we think it's funny. You know, we say all. What is all? I don't know. Every. What's every? Every is all. It's like all of them. And the big ones and the little ones. And that doesn't take away from the big ones. Those big ones are painful. They're hurting. They change life. They sometimes they change your direction in life. Right? That is a truth. But it's also those little ones. Those little unspoken insults. The person who doesn't remember. The person who you thought might remember didn't remember and it hurt your heart. You know, God knows every nuance of all of those pains. And he identifies himself, just so we can be kind of on the same page, by using the word comfort four times in two verses. That's a lot. You have to understand that's a lot. When, when you talk about stuff like this, that's like saying salvation, 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 salvation. It's like You'd be like, wow, that's a lot of times saying salvation. Well, here it is. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, the God of all comfort, okay, who comforts us in all our troubles so we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. So actually, three times in one verse, God uses the word comfort through the Holy Spirit in having Paul write this. It's like, wow. And why? Because you and I know that there are times where instead of great lectures or great wisdoms or great Bible studies, somebody just needs to put a warm blanket around you and kiss you on the back of the head and say, it's all good. That's all it's all you want, right? I love teaching. So sometimes when we get into the teachings, my favorite stuff was when some of the, uh, you know, the, the profs in, in some of the different classes would go, Deep, you know, deep dive. Because I like the deep dive. I'm, I'm into that, right? But when I'm hurting, I don't want a deep dive. I'm the guy that wants a blankie and an ice cream. I mean, that's what I want. Right? That's God. <laughs> is that great? Is that just like, oh, yeah, that's, a, that's what the Lord does. He knows when you need that. is that? Huh? Say, how timely is that? We're
1: living where so many people have these inner hurts and frustrations and? That- In-
0: Exactly. And it's what's amazing is he, what I think is amazing is he comforts us with this very, it's unique to each of us because it's not this uh, one size fits all. God's not one size fits all or you wouldn't have fingerprints. <laughs> Someone just send that right there. You have your own set. That's how I made you. And part of that. So I'm, I'm. Sometimes I like shows. Sometimes I like movies. Some movies are really good. Some are not as good. But you know, everybody's heard. You know, like and don't get upset when I make this reference. So just calm down, Sparky. Don't get upset. But you know, in in the the Lion King, they talk about the circle of life. Oh, the circle of life. And what's ironic is the true circle of life is right here in this verse. In the rest of the verse, it says, "Who comforts us in all our comfort, so we can comfort those in trouble." When with the comfort that we have received. That's the circle of life. There it is. It's not a lion, (laughs) it's not a cartoon. It's that God pours it into you so that you can take what he's poured into you and pour it into others. It's like, oh, wait, oh, there it is. The real circle of life. And you think, but my pain is tremendous ironically, I had this conversation with somebody that long ago, and I really do believe this. Now, I'm not going to die on a hill for it, but I believe everybody's pain is just, just about as much as they could think. <laughs> it's like I think it's different for everyone, different. But it's like everybody's just, like, and it's like, look, there are other people that are hurting just like you. Maybe their situation is not the same, but it hurts them just like you. In fact, maybe your pain is so intense that if they had it, they would die. So it has to be a little less, right? So, okay, that's fine. Take the comfort that God has poured into you. Use that comfort, that blanket, and that ice cream, and pour it into others. And be that agency of comfort that God has ordained you to be. Wow, isn't that not great? How do you not like Second Corinthians? Just Second Corinthians is so good. Okay. Uh what is the name of the man whom King David made drunk? Did you know this one by chance? You might not. Have... Yeah, It's hard to remember his name. It's Uriah the Hittite, Uriah, and he was Bathsheba's husband. So he's that's that's the connection. And so he got him dressed. King David had a few problems going on in that scenario. There's 17 recognizable sins from start to finish in that text. It's like, yikes. <laughs> uh, yeah, right, Exactly. And, God still comforts him. All right, folks, uh, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM seven seventy, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs>
2: Hey there, it's Amazing Jennifer, and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station, Amazing! and Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? (laughs) No. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that.
1: What is the David Spoon experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad?
0: What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. <laughs>
1: Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you?
0: Do you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question? We don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. To.
1: And last but not least, do you love some trivia?
0: All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're
2: talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace.
0: This
1: is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself.
0: Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me.
1: Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770-KAAM.
0: A big portion of being guided is asking, prayer, When you're praying with people, fellowship amongst other people can lead you to guidance. It's happened on more than one occasion for me. Counsel is obviously very good, both spiritual and not necessarily biblical. Also, practical counsel is good. Circumstances often speak to us and give us guidance. Open doors or, for that fact, closed doors. We know his word gives us guidance. We know in 2 Corinthians 2, 13 and 14, Paul said that he used peace of mind as an aspect of guidance. These are all the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us. Is Of course, the number one element for guidance is to be led by the Spirit, right? These are all hugely important. The David Spoon Experience.
1: 770-KAAM, Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth.